Quack, quack. Honk, honk, and a vroom, vroom to you. Good evening, and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures. My name is Stan Poggle, and the star of the show, the host of the show, as always, beaming in from an undisclosed location, Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer and legendary guide, Chris Kudak, is joining me. How are we doing, bud? Good, 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 bud. A little cold this morning, and it rained out this afternoon, and I got my running around done. I was up at the lake most of the day, and... Got the boat ready so I can go fishing tomorrow or Monday, whatever nice day it is, if we get a nice day. Yeah, it's been a little chilly this uh, past couple of weeks, and it looks like it's going to continue, but that is good for the fishermen, because usually this time of the year goes pretty good for them. Of course, I was out the other night. Uh, I was dragging some crankbaits, and I'm going to probably maybe ask you some questions about that in general, because I've always been a, you know, growing up fishing, we would always troll the uh uh spinner rigs you know kind of like a lindy rig thing and you know i never really got into the crankbaits i guess and now of course they're a lot better than they were 30 years ago 40 years ago when i started fishing so i have a little bit of learning to do on those because uh all i could pull up is weeds well you probably had a little too deep a one on and you probably had maybe a little too light a line or not heavy enough line or i mean there's 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 ways to do it and there's ways not to do it and it's Really not that hard. What you there, there's there's guys that got programs you can pull up on your phone on your yeah I've seen your, that and and there's I like at this time of years I use the, the floaters and then I put a, a keel sinker on and I'll use probably six pound test line and I and I can show you know throw up on top of the reefs it's a real shallow water you 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 know you you can mark your line how much line you want to let out so you're not you know, getting stuck in the rocks all the time. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, or you can run well, a number five shad wrap. Well, there's got to be a simpler way. I mean, this bottom line, I need to get down about five to about ten feet. That's probably about all the further I got to go. So, so what do I go with? I would, I would go with the number eleven or thirteen wrap below the, the floating one, and then I would run a oh about a four foot leader with a keel sinker. You can get different, different you know size keel sinkers. And then you, you know, you got to experiment. You, you know, if you're if you're running, how fast you're running, or what you're doing, and and you know, you can let uh, thirty yards out, or twenty yards out, or ten yards out behind the boat. And you, once you feel the bottom, you just pick your rod tip up. That'll keep you out of the weeds and to keep you out of the rocks. Well, I'll see. I, I tried most of those things, and I, I don't know. Maybe uh, there was just too many weeds where I was. That, that could be part of the problem too. But uh, I'll be working on that because uh, went out the other night and, and tried it. Uh, the water temperatures weren't quite where I wanted them to be for what I was doing. But uh, at the same time, it was a beautiful night. The it was a full moon out there, and it was it was the night before we started hitting into the twenties and thirty degree marks here. Like we did over the last couple of days, so I had to take advantage of that, and and well, uh, Stan, there's a lot of I people out your, there. Your your best way would be to get some dynamite, throw it in there, and just scoop <laughs> them up with a net. Because yeah. I'm sure you're probably, you know, you're you're probably having a few of them them things that you have when you're out fishing. Yeah, well, you know, you have to have a little bit of fun, not too much fun, of course. But uh, you have to have a few party supplies on, on the rig. You know, it's kind of a requirement when when you're out fishing with me. But but uh, I think I, I know I chatted with some other guys too, and they weren't having uh, too much luck either. So hopefully this next week, I expect that water temperature to get where I want it to be, and then hopefully I'll have a better story for the listeners next week. I mean, I'm not going to make any guarantees, and those of you that have listened to Outdoor Adventures in the past, don't ever put a guarantee on Stan catching fish. 
No, no, I we had when we did the TV show there a few weeks ago. You were, you were, you were the best one. That you were, you were the kind of the excitement of the whole boat because when that guy lost the when Sleepy lost them three fish, I thought you were going to sit in his lap and cast over there. Well, you know, you have to go where the fishing's hot, and he had had four or five bites in a row, and he, I don't think he felt to one of them because he had about sixty yards of slack in his line. So I thought, well, you know what, go where the getting's good. <laughs> well, getting those goes right next to where, right where I was sitting in the driver's seat of the boat, sitting in the rod holder. I was catching them, and I wasn't doing that. I was walking around. Well, I have to put up with you for an hour here on the show every week, and plus I have to put up with you know your your uh, discriminatory uh, phone calls that you leave on my voicemail. Which, by the way, you know I, I might have to hold that over your head here because I, I got some juicy stuff on you on my voicemail here. So, so you just better watch it. Well, that's okay. I'm sure we got. Uh, I got a little juicy stuff on you too. That, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you go ahead, and I, I'm sure we can get some callers to call in that's got some juicy stuff too. Oh, I'm sure we could, but we do have a pretty good show uh, through all the BS we're throwing here at the first segment. But we do have a pretty good show. Uh, Jerry Sather from Labs Unlimited Kennels is going to be joining us. Uh, we chatted with him here probably what about three, four months ago, and he always has some good information and. He's got a couple of dogs that just won a bunch of awards, and he's going to tell us about that. Also, uh, he was down in Louisiana down there in the bayou doing some fishing, so we'll find out about that. It sounds like he had a lot of success. And I, I still have to remember, if you remember right, this last time we talked to him, I put in a request to Sather from uh, Labs Unlimited Kennels, and I asked him if he could possibly train me a dog that could Drive drive me around in the boat out on Lake Minnetonka. So we're going to find out if he's if he's still working on that too. Well, that you know, I'm sure he could train you a dog to go in the refrigerator, get you a beer out, and bring it back for you too. I, I I'm sure he's got a couple of them over there. I'm waiting for he's supposed to get me one so I can go pick up deer sheds. And I've been asking him for about eight years, and I still ain't got that one yet. So I I think he's maybe still training that one, or he he maybe been a too a little too busy, but. We also have to say, put a shout out to the, uh, to the people at, uh, Liberty Beach up on Mille Lacs. Uh, they opened up the other day. They're all, they're, they are open now from 11 o'clock in the morning until closing time, till midnight, one o'clock, whatever they, whatever the bars close up there. But they got food. They got, uh, and they, I talked to her. I talked to Christy up there today, one of the owners, and she said, uh, it's been busy. It's been good since they've opened. So, and they got, I don't know, 10, Big, big screen TVs in there, so people want to go up and have some food, uh, you know, have a few cocktails, watch the games. They got uh, they got games on the TVs. Plus, I seen a posting here a little bit ago that they're giving a, a set of, of uh, wild tickets away. So they got some kind of raffle oh, going up there. You have to call them and find out. I didn't get all the particulars. But, uh, you know, and Dickie will be pulling houses out of there this winter for uh, ice fishing again. And they've really remodeled it nice. So if you want to go up and really meet some nice people, hey, head up to Liberty Beach. We we had them on the on the TV show we did there a week or two ago. And yeah, they must nice. are they must have been really working because they uh, had some work to do on that place and and some renovations. And if they have it all uh, finished up and ready to go and they're open, that is really good news because I know uh, with with my motivation on fixing things, I would have never gotten it all done by now. No, I mean they remodeled the inside. Uh, they did a bunch of remodeling on the outside. I don't think they're done on the outside yet, but the inside is pretty much done. Uh, I I didn't get a chance to stop there today, 
I uh, might go up there later on this evening and see how everything is going if I get time. But, uh, you know, I, I, it, and it, I mean, they're very nice people. So I, I, I wish them the best up there. I hope they do good. And, and I'm sure they will. They, they got, uh, I know they were talking about getting a bunch of pull tabs and some games, some dark games in there and all kinds of stuff. So, and it's, 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 uh, I got a nice dining room for the kids and the families to eat. And then they got the, also the bar out front. And so, the kids go to the dining room, and the, the adults go to the bar, I guess, is the way it works. Well, they, sometimes they have to keep some of that stuff separate, especially when guys like you come through the door. Yeah, you know, I, I got to give the kids candy bars and ice cream, and, you know, we, me and the kids always get in trouble because we're throwing stuff at customers, so yeah. we got to have a good time when we're there. We're just like kids, you know. Yeah, exactly. You got to have a little fun, though, too. So uh, we'll chat a little bit more about that coming up at the end of the show. Also, uh, great time of the year to get out there and do a little traveling here in the state of Minnesota. The fall color's popping up north, and I'm I'm guessing you probably have some color up there because I know here in the metro we have uh, a little bit of color, so I'm guessing it's probably, what, about 50% up there or so? No, no, no not even close. I mean, it's, everything is, right, there's a few trees that are, the leaves are falling, but we had we had our first good frost this morning. The ground was, I mean, we had a good frost this morning. It was white. It was chilly out about, I went out about three thirty, four o'clock this morning, and I'll tell you what, it was chilly. And when the sun came up, everything was white. And now, you know, I was looking out in the backyard here, and, I got lots of trees in there. There's a few leaves falling, but everything is still green. My grass is still green. I mean, it's, uh, it hasn't changed yet. We got another, I would think by the end of next week or the week after, it, it should start changing and stuff will, stuff will start happening. Yep, so definitely plan your trip now. you still got a couple of weeks to do that. Of course, we have archery season going underway, but deer hunting. And uh, we'll tell you where we're going to be for the governor's deer opener because word has it. We've received some information on that, so we will fill the listeners in on that as well when we come back. And also, Jerry Sather from Labs Unlimited Kennels. Coming up next, we'll find out about his trip to Louisiana fishing. Also find out if he's got that dog or a boat-driving dog ready for me yet, and plenty of other fun stuff coming up when Outdoor Adventures continues right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Contributing this heat island effect contributes to, to global... Continuing on here on Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. If you'd like to chime in, 651-989-5855. Our friend Jerry Sather joining us from Labs Unlimited Kennels in Kudok. Here we go, by request by you. Yeah, with nobody else. I drink alone. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's a good good old George Thorogood tune there. That is a good one and a classic one I drink alone here. And let's bring on our friend uh, Jerry Sather from Labs Unlimited Kennels. How we doing, Jerry? Good, how you doing, guys? We are doing great. Uh, sounds like you've been a busy man. Uh, let's start off... Uh, First off, uh, for the listeners that haven't heard you, and why wouldn't they, 
after we've had you on here for what the last three years but can you tell the listeners a little bit what you do and why you do it well i'm a pro gun dog trainer and competition trainer and been doing it for professionally the last 25 years and uh it's a passion. It's a, it's a passion, and I'm allowed to make a little money at it and a living at it. And uh, uh, I, I wake up every day. I uh, can't believe what I get to do every day for, for training dogs, and that's all because of the clients we have, the staff that I have, and the family I have that, that allows me to do all this. And you have won multiple awards. Uh, you always train those dogs up, and, and we'll get into it a little bit later on, you know, how you take a dog from from start to finish and turn them into those uh, master dogs that we'll be chatting about. But uh, first off, I want to congratulate you. Uh, Hank and Spanky, I hear, have been doing pretty well lately. They've had a, a phenomenal two years. And it's really it's a two-year project when you start a dog and decide to go into the hunt test game and with the goal of putting a master hunter on them. And when you start getting up into the elite dogs, the cream rises to the top. And to put a master hunter on a dog, it, it's a big effort. And it, it, the dog has to have it. And, you know, everybody hears me talk all the time about retrieving desire dictates everything we do with these dogs but they also have to have the brains to go along with it and when you get up in that master level you really see dogs that are capable of doing that level work and those are the dogs that we're trying to reproduce in our breeding program and hank and spanky are two of my all-time favorites they they have just uh they've risen to the top and they are it's an honor to walk up to them the line every day with those guys and, and get to train them. And I wouldn't get to do that if it wasn't for the clientele base that we have and the owners let me do that. So I can't say enough thank you to the owners for letting me do what I love to do. And, and you know, you go, you go through a lot of deer, dogs in the summer type, Jerry. Uh, and, the, and these dogs that you just got the masters in their, in their qualifications, all their honors, how many, How long does it take you to train one to go through to get all that? You know, how, how much time do you you put in a summer, two summers, six months? Well, it's it's a two year project, really, and it's a two year steady project, and it's every day. There's so much that you have to teach these dogs to get to that level, and be honest with you, maybe fifteen percent of the dogs, I think even less than that, are capable of doing that level of work. So when you see a master hunter on a dog or you see an FC, which means field champion or amateur field champion, when you see that title on a pedigree, that means a lot. That means that dog has the drive, desire, and they're also a team player because when we go to competitions, you know, there's no training aids. There's no training collars. They have to work with us. And those are the dogs that we really look to reproduce and, Hank and Spanky are, hands down, two of the best I've had in the last few years. Um, you know, we started off with six of them, and those were two of them that made it to the top. Now we're going to come back next year and try to finish a couple of these other ones up. But Hank and Spanky both, I mean, there's times they just made it look easy. Uh, they make me look good. Uh, you, can be the, you can be the best trainer in the world, but if you don't have the dog to do it, uh, you're not going to get there. Just like a, you know, just like a jockey and a racehorse, you can, 
you can be the best jockey out there, but if you're riding a donkey in the race, you're still going to come in last. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to ask you that, too. How much, you know, you are talking about, I think it was the AFC and the Masters uh, Hunter uh, uh, designation. How many, you know, is it common to have many of their offspring, or how common is that, or is it uh, just kind of more or less how much you train them, how much of each of that goes into it? Well, there's a lot that goes into it, but like in our breeding program, we will not breed them until they attain that title, Just and, and on, on the sire and the female side, because a lot of people will go out and breed to a really nice sire, but the female doesn't have those qualifications. So we put as much emphasis on the female as we do the sire. Um, and, and you'll see these dogs on our on our website, on the stud page. Um, these are two of the best ones that we're going to put out there. And we're going to try to line them up with as many girlfriends, quality girlfriends, as we can find, because that's what we like to work with. We know what we're going to get. You know, we're very selective on our breeding program. and It's all about genetics. It's all about pedigree. Um, you know, we've been doing this a long time, and we've never had any genetic defects. All our dogs are checked for hip size, elbows, EIC, CNM. Um, you know, there's, there's a reason why our dogs are healthy and they live as long as they do because of the, the selection process, process that we go through. So in other words, when you have a litter of them, you, 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 you know, you take them in and have them all checked out. So when my, when my uh, shed dog gets trained, It'll be all good to go then. Absolutely. You know what? I, I tell you what, I've been I've been working the last 10 years with a lady out of Lakeville, uh, Lita Canine. I'll have to get her on the radio with you guys sometime. She she has a line of dogs that it's, it's one of the best I've ever seen. Um, the, the, the mother to Hank is a dog named Zipper, and I'm coming up on 4,000 dogs that I've trained in my time. And I would put that dog in the top three of any any dog I've ever worked with. And I've had some really good ones over the year, but that dog is special, no doubt about it. And, and Lita's been around in the business a long time too. I've I've ran into her at sport shows, and she she's she's been doing uh, what the house dogs and all kinds of all kinds of dog stuff, hasn't she? Yeah, she's an in-home trainer. She's a dog behaviorist, a socializing expert. I can't tell you all the stuff she's certified in. I'm just a dumb dog trainer, but she is a master-level judge at hunt tests. Um, she's a dog for training collar rep. She's as connected in the dog world as you get. But that that line of puppies that she has, um, I as soon as I saw her run that zipper dog 12, 13 years ago, I, I couldn't believe the talent that was there, and now I co-own two dogs out of her, and we're actually having a couple litters coming up this spring um, that are out of Zipper. And Hank, the one dog we just titled this year, is one of Zipper's puppies, and he is almost a clone to her. Um, he's special. Uh, he is definitely a special dog. And what we try to produce is dogs that are calm in the house but are rock stars in the field, and, and that is exactly what most people are looking for is to have a dog that they can have in the home that's a pleasure to have, but when they step out in the field to hunt, they they got it. You know, what I mean, they're they're they just have that desire and ability, and and definitely Hank brings that to the table. 
Jerry Saylor is our guest here on Outdoor Adventures. And, Jerry, what's the best way to for people to get a hold of you? I know uh, on your website you have plenty of videos and, and contact information and all that. And it kind of gives gives you a, not everything you want to see, but at the same time it gives you kind of a preview of what you do. So where can people get a hold of you and get that information? You know, the best thing to do is, is shoot me an email. And my email address is right on my website. Shoot me an email and set up a meet and greet with me. It doesn't cost you a thing. We'll go. We'll show you our facility. We'll show you our training techniques. And that's a big thing. When you're looking for a trainer, you can make a website look any way you want. You can make it look as nice as you want. But look behind that and go take a visit of the place and see where your dog is living and see where your dog is training. Uh, we've stuck a lot of resources into our training ponds and our facility, and that's a big part of it. And, and, and just go in and check it out and see for yourself before you sign up with any trainer. Make sure you're comfortable with the training techniques that they use. And because when you drop that dog off, you're trusting that trainer with one of your family members. Well, that was one thing I was going to ask. I know you over the years, you've, I think you just said, what was it, 4,000 or 40,000 dogs you've trained? It's unbelievable. 4,000 I'm coming up on. I've been at it for a while, yeah. That's insane. But at the same time, how many, I'm guessing there's probably some, you know, fly-by-nighters, so to speak. Uh, what what kind of sets you apart, uh, you know, from from those? Obviously, you take it to the next level. Well, I think a lot of it just how we do things. Now, I have a staff of five people that work for me that walk dogs and clean kennels and feed and stuff like that. But I do all the training from start to finish. I don't have anybody else out there doing anything. And we're more of a specialty kennel. So I take a limited number of dogs that, that I can work with on a proper basis every day. And, and that's what sets us apart from a lot of a lot of other kennels. Um, you know, we, we're very selective on the dogs that we take in. And, um, I mean, that's a, there's a lot of things that separate us from how we do with other kennels, uh, how they do things. But, um, you know, a lot of it is limited number of dogs that you take in. I, I think some people take in a little bit too many that they can handle. But, you know, being a dog trainer is no different than a carpenter, electrician, or plumbers. There's good ones, and there's not so good ones. And when you're looking for a trainer and you're going to trust that trainer with your family member, take a close look, and the number one thing to look at is the facility. Don't just go by what the website shows you. Take a look at where your dog is training, the training grounds that they have access to, and where your dog is going to be living, the the building they're going to be in. That's one of the great things you mentioned earlier. People can uh, get in touch with you and come and check out the facility and ask you some questions, uh, no no obligation, stuff like that. So check them out. Jerry Sather of Labs Unlimited Kennels. You can check them out at labsunlimitedkennels.com. And I know, Jerry, you were having some fun on the water as well, not just with dogs, but with rods and reels as well. So we'll find out about more on that when we return after the news here on Twin Cities News Talk, EM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and the free iHeartRadio app. If you have not yet, make sure you get that iHeartRadio app. You can listen to Outdoor Adventures anytime. You can listen to Twin Cities News Talk. At any time, just type that in the search bar and you will find us. And also, if you're into 
you know, music, it's a great app for that, too. they got the weekly mixtape, which plays uh, songs from your favorites. It'll also, uh, you can create playlists on there and uh, hear good oldies like this one, too. So you can find it all on the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you get that as well. And uh, you can listen to Outdoor Adventures anywhere in the world at any time. It's a free download. And uh, all the podcasts of Outdoor Adventures are free, of course, as well. And our friend Jerry Sather is joining us here on Outdoor Adventures. And it sounds like not only you've been busy with the dogs, but it sounds like you took a little free time for yourself, which is highly deserved. But it sounds like you had a little fun down in Louisiana here lately, Jerry. Well, I tell you what, it was it's tough for me to get away, especially at the peak of the training season. But I have a real good friend of mine that lives in Florida, Mr. Jonathan Hunt. He is an old dog trainer, and he invited me to go on a fishing trip to Louisiana with him, and it turned out to be one of the best trips I've ever done. We, we went down with Mr. Captain Ron Price out of Venice, Louisiana, and we went fishing for red bulls, or bull reds, I should say, and it's some fishing I've never done, I've never heard of before, but next to Alaska fishing, that was one of the one of the coolest trips I've ever been on. And these are trophy bull reds, and anything over 40 inches is considered a trophy. We're fishing in uh, the mouth of the Mississippi River going into the Gulf of Mexico, and that fishery is unbelievable, and we hit it just right. And I I can't say enough good things about that. It was a, definitely a trip I'll go back and do again. Um, one of the most outstanding best fighting fish i've ever been attached to well you're going to have to put a bunch of that on our facebook page with some pictures of and the guy's contact so people can go on there and look at your pictures and, and if they want to go down there i i know some other people had been down there and did the same thing and they said it, it's unbelievable down there it was incredible i uh i i think i boated over 35 fish that were over 40 inches i had a shark take half of a fish right at the boat which scared a, a northern kid like me half to death because he ain't not used to seeing something like that but uh, mr captain ron he is out of fish intimidators in venice louisiana i would highly recommend to him to anybody he runs a first class organization he put us on fish that were i mean it was unbelievable it was hot it was muggy <laughs> uh three days of fishing i came back and i tell you what i was whooped uh, them foot, them fish. I, I've never had fish fight like that. And you know, from there you can go deep sea fishing out of there. Also, he's got a lot of different things you can try down there. But I would highly recommend that to anybody who loves to fish. And that's something I've been to Canada fishing. I've been to Louisiana or Alaska fishing. But I would put that right up there with anything I've ever done. And is he is he booked every day, or is he, or is it? Uh... You can you can get it if you give him a notice. You can get a trip with him down there. You know, I I think he's about a year out. Um, but if you're thinking about doing a trip like that, um, definitely go. Get in touch with him and go. I flew into New Orleans, rented a car. It's about an hour and a half drive south, and the the accommodations were first class. And Ron will, him and his guides. He's got a staff of guides down there that are unbelievably good. They know what they're doing. You know, there, there's no way I could go down there and try to fish like that and navigate those waters not knowing where you're going like that. 
Um, these guys know exactly where they're going. They know exactly where the fish are. And it's the first time I've ever done any kind of fishing like that with a popper plug and a, and a leader on the back of it. And you, you pop the water, pop the plug on top of the water and these <laughs> fish come in. You're fishing 10 feet of water and they come up and hit that jig like a savage. And I tell you, it's game on once they're on. And I, I, I was amazed on how good it was. It was fantastic. So you're basically just popping it across to kind of kind of get their attention, and then they, they nail the thing, and they're a pretty good fighter, huh? Oh, correct. That's exactly what you do. And you can do some top water bait, you know, if, if, if it's calm enough out there, which I did a little bit. I caught a few. But you get more with the, with the, with the cork, with the bobber, popping it across the top, and, and that's what triggers it. They, they, the fish see that and hear that underneath there, and they come up there, and they hit it like a ton of bricks. And I tell you what, it's game on once they hit it, and it's uh, you catch two or three in a row, and you need to sit down <laughs> and take a break. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm not a small guy, and I'll tell you what, three days of that, and my arms felt like they were going to fall off. Now, do you use conventional rods and reels, or are you using some real heavy-duty stuff? Or Conventional rods and reels, I think we were pulling like a 30-pound test line, and uh, it's, it's considered light tackle. But it's all casting, you know, a lot of the similar stuff that I'm used to, uh, just a little bit different presentation. Um, but when they hit it, boy, I tell you what, it was uh, it was game on. And uh, um, to say three days it was enough for me, and, and I don't get a chance to fish a whole lot. But I tell you what, it was three days, and the, it's you know like any kind of fishing, weather dictates how well you're going to do. We hit it just right. Um, but I, I'd go back in a second and do that. I plan on going back again next year. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you, you can't beat that. And you, like you said, you fly in down there, they they got you. You know, it, you, a guy like us couldn't go down there and try to run them waters because we would we'd probably be tearing lower units off and everything else. And it's you know you get you got to get a guy down there and and have them have them take you out, show you show you that that's what they do for a living. I mean, that's like coming up here. Some guys wouldn't have the faintest idea on the lacks what to do or or where to go, and and you know it's it's worth the money to find out. You know, it was a very reasonable trip. I, I'd say I'd go back and do it again in a second. And these guys are so knowledgeable about that area. And that fishery, I mean, it's, it's, there's so many different things you can fish. But people come from all over the world to fish those, those big, giant bull reds. And I'd never even heard of them before I went down there. And, and mm-hmm. a really good friend of mine that I've known for years, who used to be a dog trainer, John Hunt from Florida, invited me. And... It's tough for me to get away in August like that because we are so busy. But sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta go and get your batteries recharged a little bit. So I took a three-day venture down there, and I, I can't thank them guys enough because they they took care of us like we were kings, and the accommodations were first class. Uh, and it really it, it's a pretty reasonable trip to do. It is. Are those uh, edible redfish, or I have to guess there's a lot of meat on a 40-inch one, so I was just curious on that. Well, these are all catch and release. You can keep one over 40, um, but if you want some eaters, they go back in the backwaters of the Mississippi before you go out. You can catch smaller ones for, for cooking, and those are delicious. We had we cooked some a couple nights, and they were fantastic. They're great to eat, um, but if most of these are all catch and release trophy fish, mm-hmm. and I, I tell you, I, I was amazed on, on the fight they put up, 
and, and and the knowledge of these guides in the area you're in because the average guy there's so many backwaters and channels and turns and you could get spun around so easy and and these guys do it every day and they put us on fish you know they were patient he taught me how to do it and it doesn't take a whole lot you know if, if you can cast the plug you can go down there and catch some fish well, Jerry Sather from Labs Unlimited Kennels, it's been a pleasure having you on here again. Check them out at labsunlimitedkennels.com. Congratulations to Spanky and Hank on their awards and to you as well, Jerry. And uh, you've known Kudak longer than I have, and, and I've never known him to be a shy person, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way, but for some reason he wanted me to ask you this. But he was wondering if you, if you caught a mermaid for him. <laughs> he's been you looking know, for I, one of those things forever it is the uh <laughs> one thing i'll say about down there they're either oil workers or they're fishermen and uh not the place i would go looking for a mermaid put it that way gotcha gotcha sounds good jerry well uh you keep working on that boat driving dog too because i'm hoping to have that thing ready by uh, may 1st of next year so i can so i can take it all out on minnetonka next spring and show show it off and uh maybe run into a few mermaids myself with my impressive dog driving the boat all right sounds good guys thanks a lot <laughs> sounds good that is jerry sather of labs unlimited kennels you can check him out at labsunlimitedkennels.com. One final segment to go. We'll chat on uh, where you can find some fall colors. Also, the fall uh, walleye bite is going to be on here shortly, if it isn't already. Uh, the deer hunting opener, I hear you, Kudak, you got a little information on that, so I'm excited to hear about that. And you will, too, when we come back here on Outdoor Adventures. One final segment to go. I'm in trouble. What would you do now? Well, apparently no mermaids for me, according to the secretary. So, already got got back to me on that. So, now I'm in trouble again. Yeah, well, you got to be a little bit nicer to the secretary. She'll, uh, <laughs> she'll take care of business with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I brought up the mermaids there with Jerry and uh, apparently misspoke. So uh, we'll move on here on Outdoor Adventures. I want to remind you to check us out on Facebook as well. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, pictures of our buddies. Uh, plenty of fish pictures, uh, motorcycles, cars, all that fun stuff. Uh, also replays of outdoor adventures available there and all the places we've seen and done. And uh, you can check us out. Search Outdoor Adventures on Facebook. And Jerry Sather, he'll hopefully be posting some of those uh, redfish he was catching down there in uh, Venice, uh, Louisiana, that we just chatted about here in the last segment. So plenty of things to check out there on Facebook. And we're going to be busy on the Facebook here uh, next month for the Governor's Deer Opener, Kuduk. But you got to fill me in on this because I'm not quite sure what's going on, where it's at, uh, what we're going to be doing. Well, it's uh, not next month, the month after. On the, on the first, second, and third, we'll be there for the opener. Uh, it's at the Hinkley Casino this year. So we'll be at Hinkley at uh, the, oh, great. the Hinkley Grand Casino, I guess. So I'll have to pull you away from the slot machines and, and one-armed bandits, I guess. 
No, no, no. I don't think you have to worry about that because I'm probably going to be there. Uh, on, I think we go Wednesday night or Thursday. Or no, Thursday we go. We check in and then we do our radio from 5 to 9 in the morning. And like every other year, you know, I got to I gotta make tracks because I got a house full of people going hunting. I got uh, old Rob Chair coming up with hunting with us this year. So I'll... I'll have to be home early Friday. Yeah, exactly, because you'll be out hunting on Saturday, and I was hoping to maybe come up and uh, sneak into your neck of the woods, but, you know, you, you shot me down. You, you gave it to old man Shara, and that, that's what it is. I get it. You know, he's he's probably done a lot more for you than I've done for you, so I understand. Yeah, I think it, uh, the secretary probably will not let you out of her sight for a while now. Oh no! I think we're good to go. In fact, I might be uh, doing some deer hunting on uh, some some land where she knows to go. So uh, you never know. We might have to have a little competition here, Kuduk. Okay. Well, you just uh, say what you want, and we'll we'll take care of that competition, just like fishing. We'll just uh, you know. <laughs> Give you a head start, then we'll take care of business. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we look forward to that up in Hinkley this year. And and I know you're real excited because it'll be the last one with uh, Governor Dayton uh, at the podium. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, his last big hurrah. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And, you know, it's it's good to see all the all the people that, you know, through the years, you know, we've been doing it for, for a few years now. And, you know, we get to see all the people that, that come to it and, yeah, you know, it's a fun time. Yeah, and it will be a big weekend because that'll actually be uh, three days before the election. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm hoping he isn't going to use it as a way to to uh, to push uh, people to vote for uh, his buddies. Oh, I'm sure he probably will. It ain't going to do him any good, but you know, yeah, we'll let him do what he wants to do. He, yeah, people are are kind of. You know, he's been there eight years. We need some new blood in there. Yeah, that is uh, going to be a welcome sight. Uh, hopefully uh, our guy wins here coming up on November 6th. But join us up in Hinkley if you can, uh, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, most of the activities are on uh, Thursday and Friday because, of course, everybody's out deer hunting on Saturday morning when the sun comes up. So uh, get up there Thursday and Friday. I know they have uh, a lot of the uh, things you've seen at previous ones, but there's always something new there. And uh, you can come up there. They have uh, uh, venison contests and uh, beef jerky contests on which one has the best. They have light a lot of uh, good presentations on the local area as far as what there is to hunt uh what there is to eat recreation wise uh kind of the history of the area so there's a lot of fun stuff going on at that event so if you haven't seen it i recommend you go check it out and uh come and see us as well yeah we'll be uh we'll be cruising around there somewhere like i said i'll be there thursday uh, thursday afternoon or thursday yeah probably early afternoon i'll get there and and uh and go check out everything the d you know, all the dnrs the guys are there they'll, they'll the wall of shame is usually there. They, they, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Plus, you know, you got the casino. I'm sure they'll probably have a band in there in the in the band area because I believe they got a band inside that casino. So it should be, uh, you know, it'll be fun. It, it's good. I'm sure Mike Curry, you know, he retired, and we got uh, Colonel Rodman. He'll be there with all his cronies and yeah, Dreesline you know, will probably time. be there. Maybe hopefully, 
Um, and we're going to have him on our show uh, coming up here next week as well to talk about the latest in the outdoors and what's happening in the legislature and what may be happening in the future in the legislature. So make sure you check us out next week here on Outdoor Adventures for a great interview. Uh, Rob's always a uh, wealth of knowledge here on Outdoor Adventures, and it should be a good interview. But uh, the uh, bow season, of course, underway, but uh, the governor's deer opener happening on November 3rd. So best of luck to all of you that are heading out to that. And also want to mention this, Kudak, youth uh, from 10 to 15, they'll be able to participate in a special deer season that's coming up on Thursday, October 18th, and it runs through Sunday the 21st. It's uh, 28 different areas, uh, both in southeastern and northwestern Minnesota, including the Twin Cities metro here. So uh, if they got a firearms license and they have completed their firearm safety, they can uh, be validated for the youth season, and then a parent or guardian must uh, be with them, 18 or older. But a uh, good time to uh, catch up and uh, get the kids involved in hunting on that special uh, youth deer season from October 18th through the 21st. And I know uh, a lot of the schools, I think, have some workshops and stuff like that going on, so good time to get the kids out there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, next weekend, I might even, on Saturday, might even come down to the studio. Well, I was talking to Sue Jeffers about that, and she she was uh, pondering coming in because uh, she sounds like she wants to hear a little bit more about uh, kind of what's going on in your neck of the woods and just kind of learn a little bit more in general as far as, you know, the funding and, uh, you know, the legacy amendment. I know she's brought up on her show many a times. So uh be a good little uh, information session for her, and I'm sure we could probably, between you two button heads on uh, – you know, what's going on with the uh, country of lately here. I mean, I might have to just sit back and relax for an hour and let you guys go for it. Well, I might come in a little earlier so I can sit in with Sue's show and the politics show, and, you know, we could probably, uh, you know, we could do some damage somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you definitely could do some damage, but uh, that would be a, definitely an interesting show. Uh, me, you, Dreesline, and uh, Sue Jeffers. So it may be coming together for next week. We will see, but for sure, it'll be Kudak, be myself, and uh, Rob Dreesline from the Outdoor News Publication. So make sure you tune into that next week. But uh, also the fall colors, I just wanted to pass along. Looks like a little bit north of you there, uh, kind of east of... Bemidji, they're getting some areas that are 50 to 75%, but uh, most of the state, you know, from 94 south is still just kind of getting picked up. There's a few pockets here and there, but looking like it's going to be a couple of weeks yet. And I was hoping to kind of maybe take a short trip on the motorcycle and and do a little fall color searching and riding. But, man, oh, man, it cooled off so dang fast. Yeah, and it looks like next week it's, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, supposed to rain Monday. Uh, it's going to be breezy, and it ain't going to warm up. It looks like we got cold weather for the next, you know, you know, not cold, cold weather, but cool weather for uh, you know, a couple weeks here. Yeah, and we get finally here on Outdoor Adventures, we need to chat, Kudak, about the fall bite. I know I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, uh, my skills with the crankbait situation is, is, is not all that good, but... Uh, what what should we look for? What should guys like me look for uh, when heading out uh, to the waters here over the next few weeks? I know when I was out, that was, I can't even remember what I did yesterday, so this is going to be tough. I think it was uh, Wednesday or Thursday night. Wednesday night it was, that's right. Uh, I went out, and the water was about 62 degrees, so uh, it, 
in my opinion, wasn't to that magic number, at least where I fish. So, but what what should people just uh, kind of in general? We got about two minutes here, Kudak. In general, what should we be trying? What should we be doing? What should we be looking for? Well, this time of the year, you know, I would be putting the jig jig on with uh, up some plastics. I'd be going about eight nine feet of water. Looking around there, you know, find if you get some weeds out there. Minnetonka's got weeds out there that deep. You'll get on the edge of a weed line or some cabbage. They're about 20 feet out there. Yeah, and look around and throw, or, or, you know, try and drink a grapple over there. I mean, I'm in Mille Lacs. We're catching a lot of them on drinking grapples, or we're using bobbers, you know, the slimer leeches, the phony leeches. We've been, we cut them on that with the, you know, night crawlers. I mean, you don't need a whole night crawler, half a night crawler with a small jig head. You know, go fish them channels. I mean, you, or, or a minnow. Put a minnow on this time of year with a jig and bounce a minnow around down there. I mean, you, besides the crankbaits, I mean, you, there's so much stuff that you could use. Berkeley's got all that plastics. I mean, all these plastics that are out there. I mean, you start start putting some on and use them on some jig heads. And do some casting, bounce them around, or, or uh, you know, vertical jig them. Just put the trolley motor down and, and just work, work some edges, some gravel, some points. You know, vertical jig them and see if, see if you can't pick up a few. I will give that a shot. I plan on going a couple of times this week, so I'll, I'll give you a report here next week. How's that? Well, you let me know if you want me to come in the studio. I might be coming down there on Saturday morning to do some do some carousing. So I okay. might just show up in the studio. Sounds great. That's legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm Average Everyday Fisherman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion Stan Poggle. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. A little chilly, but still plenty of time to get out there and enjoy it. And only a month away from the deer opener. And then I'm not even going to say what comes after that. But enjoy it while you can, folks. It's coming. This is Outdoor Adventures. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. We'll see you.